Welcome to the South Elkhorn Christian Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the weekly messages. For bulletin material, reflection guides, and other resources, visit southelkhorncc.org. Well, Holly has said that sometimes my laugh is very distinctive. And for those of you who um, had the volume turned down earlier in the service, you are lucky. Let me just say that. I am sorry for my outburst of laughter, but uh, Jerry Shepard is a funny guy. And thank you, Jerry, for your uh, endurance and patience with uh, getting the mics on and figured out. Appreciate that. Thank you um, for your leadership. And um, it, is, it is good to be together as God's people, good to be in a community of grace and understanding as uh, each day we figure out how to do this a little better and work through some of the issues that we have together. Um, I'm especially grateful for uh, the leadership and work of Pastor Holly with our children this morning. What a beautiful way of sharing the story, which we will dig into in a little, mo- in a little bit in a moment. Um, but let me begin by saying this. Sometimes it's more than meets the eye. Some things are more than meet the eye. This morning, we're in the middle of a sermon series on the Lord's Prayer that we began a few weeks ago. And uh, last week, I said we were going to walk slowly. We were going to move slowly through each word of the Lord's Prayer. And if that's true, then today we are coming almost to a screeching halt because we we are at a single line, a single phrase in the Lord's Prayer. And we're, and yet, this little set of words, seven words or so, is these words are dense with meaning, with layers of stories and allusions and reflections and echoes. Perhaps far more meets the eye than we anticipated or might expect. If like me, you've said these words over and over and over again, perhaps you've missed just the, the beauty. And so I hope this morning that our time walking ever so slowly through this one line might help this, this prayer to sparkle with fresh meaning and fresh understanding and help us engage again the fresh voice of God, which is speaking to us through these words to help us live with more courage and boldness and creativity into the call of God that is before us in this very day, in this very season, right here and right now. Now, so if you have your Bibles this morning, I want to invite you to open them, though if, like me, perhaps this is a a line, a verse that you've said over and over and over again, and you don't need to open your Bible, I invite you just to mouth the words, say the words with me, words from Matthew 6, 11, give us this day our daily bread. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, perhaps you've said these words like me over and over and over again in worship settings, maybe in different contexts with people in prayer. Maybe you've said it yourself as your own personal prayer. And perhaps like me, you didn't notice the redundancy in this line, in this phrase in this section of the Lord's Prayer. The redundancy, redundancy, you know, like the Department of Redundancy Department, like the word irregardless, because, you know, regardless means without regard. It's an unnecessary prefix to have. Anyway, uh, perhaps you didn't notice, like me, that, that even if you're sensitive to redundancies, that there's redundancy in this line. And I'm thankful to biblical scholar Dr. Amy Jill Levine for pointing this out and just blowing my mind and helping me to see this prayer in fresh and beautiful and new ways and to see just how densely packed this one line is. Give us this day 
our daily bread. Give us this day our bread would suffice. Give us our daily bread would suffice. But no, we have give us this day our daily bread. Why? Well, this is a window, an entryway into how each and every word matters and has layers and layers of meaning. Indeed, the word daily is kind of new in the New Testament when it shows up in Matthew's gospel. There's not a lot of other places, if any, that it shows up, and it comes from this crazy Greek word, epiousios. And so biblical scholar Dr. Amy Jill Levine, who I'm leaning into for some of this historical context and learning, points out that perhaps we can do something kind of crazy, and we can think about how Jesus, when he spoke, spoke Aramaic, and what we have in the Gospel of Matthew is Greek. And so if we take this strange word that we don't quite understand, and we, if we break it apart into two parts, epi and usios, and then we translate it backwards into the Aramaic and put it back together again, we get a word that doesn't mean daily. We get a a word that means for tomorrow, for the future. In which case, this line would say, give us this day tomorrow's bread. Give us this day bread of the future. Well, what does that mean? What is, what's going on here? Well, if we, if we recall where this line happens in the Lord's Prayer is right after this beautiful, beautiful set of lines, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Time and time and time again when Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven, when Jesus is talking about the culmination of all things the final moment of the future when all things are made right and made well, Jesus continues to lean in to the metaphor of what? Of a banquet feast of bread. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the very bread of that kingdom when everyone belongs and all is made right. Give us the bread of acceptance the bread of forgiveness, the bread of joy, the bread of love, the bread of hope, the bread of healing. Give us that bread right here, right now, today. Give us heaven's bread. Give us this day our daily bread. The word daily bread, the idea of heavenly bread, also takes on another connotation. Pastor Holly alluded to this. We're reenacted it for us uh, during the children's moment. And so I want to read for you this story from Exodus chapter 16. The whole congregation of the Israelites set out from Elam. And Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they had departed from the land of Egypt. The land of Egypt where the Israelites were in slavery, were in bondage, worked to exhaustion, even unto death, where the cries of Israel were heard by God, and God sent Moses as a deliverer to help the people of Israel escape their bondage, and escape they did, and went into the wilderness, and here in the wilderness, the whole congregation of the Israelites, as it says in verse 2, complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by flesh pots, by piles of meat, and ate our fill of bread, back when we actually had bread and meat. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. We're starving out here, and sure, we may have been in bondage and in slavery before, but at least we had food. 
Then the Lord who said to Moses and didn't chastise the people, didn't judge the people harshly, said these words of grace, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you. And each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In that way I will test them whether they will follow my instruction or not. Daily bread from heaven. What the Israelites would later call manna, which simply means, what is this? And which would be described and explained for them as bread from God, bread from the heavens. Enough for that day, that daily portion of heaven's bread, just enough for what they would need to get them through that day. They had come from a world of bondage and slavery, of anxiety, of fear. And here they were in the wilderness, again, feeling the anxiety and fear for their own well-being. And God says, I want you to trust. Lay down your anxiety and your fear and trust that there's enough here in this day for this day. Don't do what you do when you're anxious and you're afraid, which is hoard up to try to create a sense of security, but instead trust that there is bread enough for today. Now, coming off the pandemic, it doesn't take much for us to imagine what it's like to uh, be anxious and afraid enough to start hoarding. Anyone remember the, anybody remember the toilet paper apocalypse of 2020? Anybody here buy a few extra packs of toilet paper because they were afraid there wouldn't be enough for anyone because you saw the shelves empty? Anyone know what it is to be worried and concerned that there's not enough, not even enough for that day? And God says, trust that there will be enough. Trust that there is bread from heaven, the stuff of heaven that will get you through this day and help you lean into community, trusting that others will take just what they need and perhaps give some so that those who have not what they need can have enough too. Give us this day our daily bread. It echoes with the stories of the Israelite people trusting God for the bread from heaven. It suggests that, that, that we're to open ourselves to the possibility that the kingdom of heaven will be right here, right now, in our midst, that we would glimpse it and know it and feed off of it to do what God has called us to do in this moment. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So give us the bread, what we need, that heaven might meet earth right here, right now, through us. Give us this day our daily bread. Quite literally, the Israelites needed bread. They needed food to survive. Their complaints are quite understandable. Perhaps that's why God responds so graciously and without judgment, but just provides. And there are people around us right now who just need bread, just need basic necessities, food, shelter, clothing, safety. One of the beautiful things about this prayer is it's not give me my bread. It's give us our bread. It reminds us that we're in this together. It reminds us that we're a community of people connected where we are open to the needs of others and stand in the gap to help when people have very real material and spiritual needs. Give us this day our bread 
daily bread. The bread of heaven, which sometimes is just the beauty of bread. And sometimes it's the beauty of the stuff of heaven, like forgiveness and patience and love and courage and vulnerability. Give us this day. I don't know if you've been impacted by the pandemic and by all the hardships and difficulties of the last 20 months or so, but many, way, many times the ways that we work through these anxieties and uncertainties is to try and race ahead into the future to try to see if we can anticipate all the ins and outs, turns, ups and downs, if we can remedy the situation under, if there's just something we could do and we sometimes throw ourselves into news articles, we throw ourselves into the latest data and information and sometimes we need to be reminded just to let all that go and to give us this day our daily bread. To accept where we are, not because that's how God wants it to be, but because that's how it is and is the only place where we can start. Give us this day just enough of what we need to be who God has called us to be, one for another. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day tomorrow's bread. Jesus, throughout the scriptures, throughout the stories of his life and ministry, continually connects the kingdom of heaven to bread and to a meal, to making sure there's room and there's space for everyone to belong, to turn the rules of social order on their heads so the first shall be last and the last shall be first, to make special effort to go out into the countryside and to invite the poor and the shelterless, to invite the sick and those who have been rejected to the table because this is a place where everyone belongs. Give us this day our daily bread. And Jesus, tempted in the wilderness earlier in Matthew's gospel, in his conversation with the evil one, says that human beings don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That bread is what we need and it can be so much more if we have eyes to see. That bread can represent so much more, that a table invitation can represent so much more, that Jesus' own life and ministry, body and death can mean so much more. Sometimes things are more than they seem. Sometimes there's more than what meets the eye. This small line invites us to slow down, to pay attention to what we need, to consider the small steps we need to make in this moment to move ever closer to the kingdom of heaven. Maybe today it's an opportunity to Make a phone call to someone who you've been meaning to call. Maybe it's reaching out for help because you're struggling. And simply that small act of reaching out is so incredibly difficult to do. Give us this day that daily bread of courage. Maybe today it's taking a step into a community of faith to become part of a community of faith. Give us this day our daily bread.
Maybe it's paying attention to the needs of others who are suffering, who are looking for shelter and belonging and hope. Give us this day the commitment and the courage to make space in our schedule to meet the needs of others. Give us this day our daily bread. And maybe today it's just about seeing in a simple loaf of bread and a cup an invitation into the very heart of heaven where everyone belongs and nothing is broken. This day and every day, but especially this day. Thanks for listening to the message this week. Visit southelkhorncc.org where you can download reflection and discussion guides to dig deeper into the weekly scripture message. 